Welcome to Creative Entrepreneur Buzz Podcast, hosted by Tony Marchanti and Molly Pompadit. CE Buzz helps creatives sharpen their entrepreneurial mindset so their businesses can launch, grow, and collaborate. Now, let's start the buzz. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Creative Entrepreneur Buzz Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tony Marchanti. I'm here with Molly Pompadit. And we are stoked to have Johnny Biggins on the line with us. Uh, Johnny, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. Hi, Johnny. Well, we're excited to have you on the show. We're going to talk about the book of everyone, which is your company, and you also have partners, obviously. We're going to talk about the um, experience of creating something like this for the world and what inspired you. And then we're going to also kind of dive into this new project you're working on called Three Pregnant Dads. So I'm excited and thank you very much for your interest in being part of our podcast. Thank you very much. So what inspired you to really um, start something creative for the world, you know, the book of everyone? What is that all about and how did that come to be? Um, it kind of came about, I think, after about 20 years in advertising. Uh, myself and the other two founders, we've all got a creative background. We were creative directors in the advertising world for many years. And we kind of decided uh, at you know, that point in our careers that it would be we put all the great stuff that we'd learned in advertising and left behind the stuff we weren't so keen on, yeah, and put it into our own company. Um, and around that time was the same time as, you know, and one of the other founders, Steve, um, he went out on the day that his son was born and bought all the newspapers and magazines from that day to give to his son as a kind of memento uh, on his 18th birthday. And this kind of got us all thinking on how can we, you know, create a lasting memento, yeah, for an individual, yeah, using, harnessing the power of the internet and putting together some of the, you know, the creative things, yeah, that we had done as well in terms of art and copy. So I guess the idea for the Book of Everyone came out of that combination of factors. Plus, we were kind of going through a a time where we were losing tangible assets to the digital revolution. Yeah, and it was quite nice to, to use a piece of, you know, create a piece of technology that would put something physical like a book yeah, back into people's hands. So it was a whole combination of different sort of planets that lined up all at one time. Well, let me ask you this, though, because there were, there's so many ideas floating around and you have three partners. Uh, you got together and this concept came to be, but was there a process in which you decided that, okay, the book um, version is where we're going to head you know, in terms of online? I mean, you could have gone in so many different directions. How do you collaborate and come up with an idea that everybody's happy with, especially when you're launching a business that you're all responsible for and, you know, you want to take it to success. Yeah, I mean, we've got three creative personalities in a room. And I think it actually helps having three and not two uh, because someone can always kind of mediate in that situation. Um, but, you know, the basic idea is we wanted to, to create something that was at the forefront of personalization because we're seeing that personalization, yeah, was happening in just about every product in the world. Um, and we wanted to do something in the world that we liked, which was design yeah, as, and books. So that was quite easy to do that, even though since then, 
yeah, we've moved into cards and personalized posters, but the same kind of um, personality to them. Um, and I think what was important to start with was to sort of write down uh, up front what those pillars are, what the essential ingredients um, for everything you do, whether it's a chapter, new chapter or page in the book or a personalized card or a little bit of marketing around one of those things. And we came up with three words, which was celebratory, curious and charming. And we thought, right, if we can put all those into each page, the design, the content and our marketing, then we've always got something to put it up against if someone, also, you know, someone doesn't agree in the three creative minds, as to say. So I think getting those words down really helped us sort of go forward. And it's three simple, quite simple words. Uh, there wasn't a whole mantra that we had to sort of sign up to. And, and keeping it simple in that way just, just helps a consistency to everything that you're doing. So, I mean, as part of that collaborative process, obviously you, you, you made it a point to not narrow your focus too much and not put yourself in too many, um, you know, straight lines. And obviously as a partnership, you guys all seem to work the same way and be able to let it kind of grow creatively from the beginning point. Yeah, I mean, what, when you're, the difference between sort of being a creative director in an agency is you're in a bit of a bubble of creativity uh, compared to, you know, running and starting a business where there's a lot more factors yeah, that you have to work out between you. Uh, and creative people aren't necessarily the best runners of businesses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they're good business people because you need a creative mind to, to, to run a business. But we were quite fortunate in the fact that we were three creative people but with slightly different uh, skill sets in terms of when it came to running a business. Uh, and again, you know, I put that bit down to, to luck. We didn't you know, deliberately choose each other for, for this. Yeah, but you know, some of us are more organized, some of us are a little bit more on the, better on the marketing side. And you know, uh, the other partner, he, was, you know, he did a printing degree. Uh, and that, helped, that obviously helps because you know, we're, we're a web to print outfit at the end of the day. Well, so, um, yeah. I, I love your point, though, because you're talking about even though it may not have been um, deliberate, right, the things that actually end up happening when you come together, but yeah. highlighting the skill sets and understanding each person's strength is such a key component. I mean, here on our podcast, we talk with a lot of creative entrepreneurs, and I think you nailed it when you said that, yeah, we may not be the best um, business people sometimes, yeah. but the collaboration piece is so critical and the yeah. teamwork and not doing it yourself is so important. And that's what we try and inspire in our creative entrepreneurs is you can be successful. So no more of the yeah. starving artist mentality, but you're going to need support and help and the right resources and tools. And I think that you having a team already from the get-go in partnership makes, makes it a great um, strong point to launch from. Yeah, I think, I think you're right there. Um, you, you quite quickly work out um, what, what's required to run a business. You go in there quite naively. You obviously ring, you, you, you read up as much as you can. We, we raised some money quite early on to go from a kind of creative concept stage to a prototype book builder and managed to get some very experienced te technology entrepreneurs on board from the start. Um, 
And that, that really helped us in terms of the business experience. But then you, but you can't just rely on other people. I think it's great that they're there and you get as much information as possible from them. But you have to work it out amongst yourselves who's going to do what. Because they're not actually their advisors. They're not actually going to do anything for you. So you need to sort of crack down and, and go, right, I will do this piece and, and, and put your hand up. Uh, you know, it's an organizational chart, but someone's got to do it. Yeah, and we can all sort of contribute to it. So it, it, I think there's a little bit of, there's quite a lot of chaos to start with. Um, but then you, you just, amongst yourselves, you just go to get this job done. Yeah, and you've gone from something that's very creative to something that's got to start, you've got to sell it, you've got to start selling it. Um, you, need, you need to basically take responsibilities for different areas and go into, certainly go into areas that you've never, you haven't really done before and perhaps you're not uncomfortable with. But I think if you, you have a creative approach to it, uh, you'll, get it, you'll get it done. And in some ways, that naivety, yeah, with, with, this is our first business, our first own business, uh, is actually quite useful because you don't see all the problems. They come at you quite fast, yeah, and you deal with them. And I think how you deal with them uh, and how you minimize any sort of mistakes that you make, even though you're going to make some, is how quickly your business will evolve and get going. And how do you feel that, 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 that process of the three of you, did you feel like you started to get into roles where one of you might have been more business-oriented and the other two were a little bit more creative? How did that process go through? Because for a lot of startups, I think that's a big challenge, is just figuring out it the is. roles, you know, how to, who, who goes what direction, and then how did that process go real quick? Well, it kind of, to start with, everyone wants the... I want to be the creative director because that's what you know best. That's what we all knew best. So everyone's going, no, I'll do the marketing. Um, and then I think it was our investors that kind of went, you guys, you'd be quite good in this role. And this is the reason why. Um, I ended up in the role of the CEO and, you know, a little bit more on the organizational side. And I wasn't really expecting that at all. Though when I sort of compare myself perhaps to the other founders, maybe I'm slightly better in that area. And I, you know... And it was one of the investors who had basically I'd told this story about, you know, how we had been unearthing all these facts for the databases that build these books. And, I, you know, I'd, in my bathroom, I'd had these books of facts with little post-it notes in them. And, you know, my bathroom was sort of filled with them. And they'd sort of spotted this really obsessive behavior as quite good to have in a managing director or a CEO role. And I would, none of us would have gone, oh, that's, that's good. But um, I think, you know, talking about, you know, what you're going through and having the right people on your side, even though it's probably not the day-to-day side, is really useful for helping work out who does what, as to say. Fascinating. Well, how did you guys decide um, in terms of getting the message out there, what direction to go? Like, how do the consumers know about you and why would they care to create something like this when there are so many options out there for them in the consumer market of creating products to use for their personal needs, you know, in terms of celebrating yeah. momentous occasions like this? What yeah. were you able to distinguish in terms of your um, differentiators to put it out into the market and have it well-received? I think, you know, we took a pr- an approach that, um, people like to, it's a relationship with the consumer. They like to get to know you through your content, yeah, rather than necessarily what they're buying to start with. Um, so 
we're quite fortunate that all our products are relationship-based in a way between the giver and receiver of a gift, whether that's you know, mo mothers and daughters and sons for Mother's Day or, you know, uh, for Christmas you're buying something for your family. So we decided to create nice content so, around our products. So the marketing would be product-led, but around that there would be some nice content that would potentially give us some free PR. And we first trialed this on Father's Day last year when rather than just do a sales campaign on our product, because it was about fathers, we, we kind of said, what would be quite interesting, what's, what's no one done before in this area of the relationship with, with, with fathers? And what we decided to do was send a photographer into a maternity ward at the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. And his job was not to point the camera at the baby or the mother, but to, to point the camera at the father's face when he found out he was becoming a father for the first time and capture the emotions of fatherhood, which range from absolute joy to terror, in fact, you know, <laughs> that responsibility. And he did this amazing job. He spent two days in this hospital um, showcasing and photographing these portraits of new fathers from all different walks of life. And that was, so we did, we, we produced this series of photos around the launch of the book of dad uh, for Father's Day, which was our personalized product that sons and daughters could personalize to their father. And the newspapers absolutely loved it because there was something really real about it. And we ended up getting a lot of publicity around those photos, which was connected back to what we're doing. At, um, and in addition, we, we kind of said about our company, it would be because um, we are in the, you know, this relationship area between people, it would be nice to, to do some good as well. And what we thought uh, we'd do for that was we'd, we'd produce a book, a second book with all those photos in it uh, and sell that and give some of the profits to one of the charities in the hospital, uh, which was the Bourne Charity for Premature Births. So we kind of tied up a little bit of the company mantra at the same time of, you know, giving a bit back. Yeah, with a lovely portrait, a, port, a load of photos, yeah, for the newspapers and the PR and a product at the same time. And yeah, it was an experiment, yeah, but it had some good theory behind it and it worked. So kind of from that point onwards, that's what we started to do and uh, create great content around your product, but link it back in. And then you don't have to do this sort of major sales tactic at the same time. Entrepreneurs are always on the go, but even we have downtime while we're driving, working out, or waiting for that next appointment. How about filling that time with some awesome audio content? Audible.com provides that. Get a free audio download and support the show by going to creativeentrepreneur.buzz slash audible. We encounter a lot of creatives that have you know, that kind of, uh, even when you're working for somebody and doing all kinds of creative stuff, yeah. uh, as you step out with your own name on it and your own company, was there, yes. was there, was there trepidation? Was there that feeling of, yes. oh, is this good enough? Is it, how's it going to be received? Get into there's that. Always a, yeah. There's always a nervousness, I have to say. You know, you're always, it doesn't matter what you do or how many times you do it. Um, but I guess it, you know, requires a, a belief and, um, at some stage, you just have to you have to just do it and take a punt on it. 
Uh, and I think when you work out the cost of advertising and digital advertising and the returns, it's quite easy to go, well, we'll give this a go. This, the photographer only costs X amount. Um, yeah, what we, what we believe we can get is something beautiful at the end of the day. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a link back to what we're doing. It's pretty strong. Let's give it, let's give it a go. Yeah. So, I yes, I think there is, you know, there are, there's always a fear, but it's quite good in a way. Yeah, it drives it drives the process. It drives you forward. For sure. yeah. Keeps you to your seat. Uh, it's and interesting. Stop. I've go ahead. Go on. No, I've seen I've seen a lot of this uh, resurgence of this kind of physical medium com coming out of the last decade of all this digital. You know, having ten thousand photos on your phone or having all these things. So I think it's really amazing that you're making this physical book that you can hold yeah. and look put on a table it's really cool and what have you experienced both with you know who with your clients what are they coming around to say about why they're choosing to use your book or to use these kind of processes the customers um again that was a as soon as we started getting customer reviews that was probably the biggest thing in the first year the most rewarding thing uh on how somehow we'd managed to capture and reinforce the bond between those two people in the content of the book. So we made it very easy for them um, to basically let that person know how much they cared for them in a way. Yeah, so we do, you know, some of the personalized pages in the book are like the vices and the virtues of that person. Yeah, another one is choosing a superhero. Yeah, and <laughs> you, can add, you can add your own touches. The customer could add their, add their own cut touches. So this, the whole relationship came alive in the book. Um, and you can tell, for example, for your dad, you can tell your dad why he's the best dad in the world. But it's done in a beautifully designed way. It's not a corny best dad in the world poster. Um, so I think it was, it was the ease of making it. That, and there was some magic that you suddenly, you know, with a few basic details, you have a 50-page book about someone. It's like that wow factor. And then just being able to put your own touches of photo here or, you know, change a few words here and there. And because it's designed so nicely, you know, people spent their time, you know, putting the right things in. And then you have this very lasting, you know, beautiful book celebrating that person who's obviously the fact you're doing it in the first place is, you know, someone special in your life. So, again... It wasn't until we started getting uh, customer reviews on one of our reseller sites and we ended up with this incredible sort of 98% five-star rating, you know, after the end of the first year, did we realize that we're obviously doing something right here as well. Um, and I think it was the fact that it was something tangible and something yeah, with real emotional value in it um, that when, I think when you've, put emotion into making something however easy we made it for them yeah it means more at the end of the day um and therefore if it all goes well and you've given that book to someone and they're you know you see the delight on their faces um you, you're going to give a better a better review but at the same time and this is another thing we found was we had to because people had invested emotion and time into this book we had to deliver it on time <laughs> And, you know, oh. if we had any problems delivering it, that emotion completely backfires on you, on you as, a, as a company. So we had to make absolutely sure that our fulfillment 
yeah, and delivery was on time. Otherwise, people end up, you know, turning up at birthday parties, you know, with nothing, with, you know, without the books in hand, as to say. So, Johnny, can you share a little bit more about the nuances of your website in terms of your offerings? You know, when people go on sure. to the book of everyone, it's not just the book, but you also have other wonderful creative um, opportunities for your customers. So I'd love to highlight some of the things that you guys are offering um, on a broad, broad spectrum. Sure. I mean, our, our shop uh, now, we, when we started with one book, our shop now is split up into personalized books. Um, posters and greeting cards. Uh, the posters and greeting cards are really quite new on the site and we're slowly building the collections on those. Um, but in terms of, of, of the books, there's um, the, the birthday books which are the mile, you know, we have a milestone edition, so, you know, for the 21st or the 40th, all the way up to uh, 100th. You know, if you know someone who's 100 and we did have someone last year, we, had, we made a book for a one-year-old up to a hundred-year-old. So our databases go back to, to 1913. Uh, so we can actually make a book for a 102-year-old now, I think it is. Um, so we have a range of books and specific ones also for specific relationships such as mom, your mum and, and your dad. And specific occasions such as Christmas, uh, we'll have a special book that goes in there. I mean, some of the chapters are the same. Yeah, but some, some of them, there'll always be some chapters in there that are different and specific to that person or that, that occasion. And we're just launching now, which we're very excited about, our first book for, for two people. It's for the bride and the groom. So it's our wedding book, and it makes an amazing wedding gift. And half the book is about uh, the bride and half about the groom. Um, and they come together lovingly in the middle. And there's some great chapters in there as well. So that's kind of what we're doing in terms of the book is just adding, you know, another, another product in the development is the new baby book for, you know, for new births. And that's in development over the next uh, six months or so. Um, and then there's, you know, some great posters that are, some of them are share the same chapters of the book, others are completely different. And again, it's always like, we always think about what great design can we have um, and content within that. So we've done some of the creative work and then you just the customer just needs to change a few words or choose a few options on top they can basically do as much or little as they want and all our creative assets are a collaboration and we're always on the search for new talent all over the world and we've collaborated with some great artists illustrators designers and they contribute you know we give them a very open brief on an idea yeah they do their piece yeah, we put it into our system, um, and then we promote them on our website in, on our, in our collaboration side. We promote their work and through our social media. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great relationship that we have with the people who, who work with us. Um, but our plan, you know, for the future is, you know, it's, it's, it's personal. At the moment, we're web to print, but it could be any, any, any product. Yeah, that's beautiful, beautifully crafted, yeah, between two people, a personalized in an interesting way. I think the two key words that are, are so wonderful um, that you continue to repeat is personalized and emotion, yeah. right? Personalized mm -hmm. yes. and emotion. And it's such a thread, I believe, that's so needed in the world, um, whether it's online or in the physical realm of, of, of the world, right? 
And I yep. think that's what makes the 98% um, so key because we desire it as consumers more than ever. We need that connection. Yep. Um, you had mentioned earlier the book of dads. And I know yep. that you are in the process of doing a wonderful project, the three of you, um, yes. for the book of moms. So yeah. I want to kind of change um, topics a little bit and move into your three pregnant dads project, the book of moms. Yep. <laughs> and can you share with us really like how that all came about? What, what was the um, pivotal moment of deciding to move in that direction and share with our listeners what exactly it is and the purpose behind it? Okay, so threepregnantdads.com uh, is, a, is a blog. How did it come about, uh, like all things, in the bar after work and a bit of a, a challenge, a bit of a bet on the table? <laughs> and we were working at the time on, our, on, us, on the Book of Mom for, for Mother's Day, so a special personalized book for, for sons and daughters to, to their mother. And we thought, what could we do? Yeah, uh, that would also show an honor and an appreciation for motherhood in general. And uh, Steve came up with this wonderful idea of why don't we wear a empathy suit or a pregnancy suit um, for a month, day and night. And we all thought, oh, what a bluff. Well, that's a fantastic idea. That honors motherhood. Our book honors motherhood. There's a great connection there. Um, let's just do it. So we shook on it over a few beers. And then they were ordered off the internet these suits and they arrived and you know they were 50, they're 15 kilograms each and they have a moving pendulum inside that imitates the oh kick of the baby every single time you move and you know the whole physical side and discomfort we really had you hadn't really thought through properly um and anyway we started wearing these suits um, we've all got, you know, partners and, and, and children and it was, you know, it was a nice thing to do for them, uh, on paper because it shows, you know, the empathy to see, you know, how mankind can basically go through this role of, of carrying a, you know, it's the very end, the very end of, of pregnancy. It's, it's the nine month stage. And, uh, like all men, we found it very tough and our blog, which is the three pregnant dads.com where we had to do a video each day. Yeah is us going through three very, di very different, you know, we, di we didn't really confer with each other what we'll be putting up there each day, but, you know, different sets of, of problems, uh, carrying these and sleeping in these suits from, you know, the simple, simple things like picking up a pen became really difficult mm. to, you know, sleeping, uh, on the, on this thing. And, um, it was, it was very authentic in a way because we weren't coping well. And you'll see it from the videos. It wasn't, you know, we weren't coping well. Um, and, you know, having to visit the chiropractor, yeah, because of serious sort of back problems as well. Um, I think as a result of this, the, the newspapers certainly started to pick it up because it was real it was something really real about it and there was a real debate this conflict came into you know are we doing the right thing should man really be trying to be you know uh, imitate a pregnant woman or go through this yeah or is he a traitor to, to mankind and there was all kinds of uh, comments in the newspapers when these articles started going up and and that just fueled as you know the debate even further 
Um, and, you know, we ended up on, you know, in, in the UK, certainly to start with on this, on television shows, you know, and primetime TV shows uh, in these suits. And I have to say, you know, if 20 years ago someone had said to me, you know, your 15 minutes of fame would be putting on a, a 15 kilo pregnancy suit and going on primetime TV, I would probably have tra- changed trajectory, life trajectory right there and then. Um, but it was a really interesting social experiment um, around motherhood. Um, and, you know, really, you know, in terms of marketing, started to drive people to our site out of curiosity of what we're doing and then into our product, the Book of Mom, that way. Um, so what's very exciting now is that's, you know, that the marketing's still going on. I think there's a documentary in the in California, I think they're trying to make on what we're doing here. And, you know, it coincides very nicely with our, you know, our US products coming online now as well. That's amazing. Amazing. Great effort. Great effort. I'm, I'm enjoying the videos tremendously. <laughs> so, Johnny, yeah. what, what have your, I mean, I know that you're getting a lot of press and continue to get press on this, but yeah. from a from an internal personal standpoint, what have your partners said about this? What have your children said about this? Like, are they excited? Are they just in awe of this? Are they, are they embarrassed for you? Like, what is it like, um, you know, really on the personal front for you? I think you get all emotions. Uh, I think it was quite hard on my wife walking out with me, um, you know, in that state where people basically think, is that just, that guy just obese with, because you've got breasts as well. There's breasts <laughs> that come in with this. Is he, is he a beast? Has he got breasts? Huh. Has the day come that man can actually be pregnant? Is he a pregnant man? And it was quite difficult from that point of view. The, the whole idea of it, even before that, she, she just thought was mad. Yeah. And then when you go through it, you go through this, uh, you know, slight embarrassment stage of how our lives ever going to be the same again. You know, I'll be, t- you know, because I had to, you know, take the kids to the park like you do normally, take them to school, take my little son to, to football like this, you know. And some people, generally women, will come up to you and, and you know, engage in a conversation, but some people just be standoff and, and basically think, think you're very strange, you know, as, as you would. Um, so, but after a few weeks and you're, you're going through it still, we're all going through it, I think those emotions turn to a certain amount of, admiration and pride and what's interesting about those emotions is those are the emotions you have for your wife when she goes through this as well and it's really nice to end up in more or less even though it didn't start that way in that area of admiration for our wives and you know having gone through this um i mean my children enzo's the oldest he's five he actually he loved it just because he thought it was like a punch ball and you know he'd just be punching it the whole time and uh, all a bit of a, a joke uh, and, quite fun, and quite fun. And I actually enjoyed going out with him because he didn't, you know, he just treated me like I was carrying around this basketball, yeah, in my belly that can be hit whenever he wanted. Um, hmm. So, but what was also interesting was Steve, whose son's 13. Now, these empathy bellies, they were used, they were used in, certainly used in the US in clinics. And they put them on teenage girls as a deterrent just to say, look, be, be careful what you're going to go through. Put this suit on, walk around for half an hour, yeah, and have a think about it. And so Steve's son was in the same age, and seeing his dad, you know, go through what he went through really made him think 
about the serious nature of, of, of pregnancy as well. So it kind of worked in unexpected ways as well. That's fantastic. That's amazing. So where do you, what kind of message would you like? I know that the newspaper and media is you know, taking and creating different spins for it, but ultimately yep. when the three of you sit down, um, after all this is, is, is said and done and with your beers and you, know, you talk about your accomplishments and yep. success for, for the message behind it, what would you like to impart into the public with this, with this project? Well, I think uh, motherhood and going through and what your partners, in a way, you kind of take for granted uh, or you prefer not to go into the, too many of, you know, the physical details of it. You just kind of, as a man, you kind of in some ways go, the female body's made for that and so be it. And, you know, um, that, that's it. I think you, you immediately admire and you don't take for granted some of the things that your, your partner's going through. Um, so certainly that was you know, one takeout. And the other thing was, again, it's very easy to look back on it, is generally as a, uh, a life experience, doing something that's totally out of your comfort zone, as long as there's some good reasons behind it, is, you know, and being treated and looked at like you're strange or you're weird or you're whatever, uh, is, a, is, a good, is a good life experience because, uh, yeah, you can, you do have this ability to, or think you can do anything after going through something like that. And uh, I think that's a, that's a good thing as well, um, because many aspects of business are like that as well, where you're, you know, you're doing something for the first time, you're doing something you're doing something you're not comfortable with. And, uh, you know, don't necessarily put on a pregnancy suit for a day and night. You don't have to do something else. Yeah, but um, it, was, it was good. And I think we can all look back now, the back pains are alleviating a little bit. Um, and look back on it in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a very positive light, not just for the business, yeah, which, it's, which, which is gaining uh, you know, a, a lot of uh, notoriety and publicity through it, but also just as a general thing to do in life. Very cool. Do you see this project expanding into any other lines of, of products? Of, I mean, I know you've already expanded into a few. Where do you see the, see the company growing from here? Yeah, I mean, we don't... Uh, want to limit ourselves just to sort of, you know, paper-based products. Mm -hmm. um, I think if our ingredients are, you know, these beautifully crafted design, uh, you, we can go into uh, 3D, you know, pre 3D printing. Mm. Yeah, we can go into, it could be anything, it could be a candlestick. And if we can basically get, you know, our version of that and, you know, the right piece of technology and the right way to personalize it. So, to, you know, we can, do, we can go into objects as well uh, or personal merchandising. And I think the platform that we've built, uh, which is a, essentially a personalization platform with a very high quality of, of assets, but it's, it's, it's very scalable as well. You could also... Um, put different content into that so for other industry other industries yeah that would benefit from high quality personalization um it could be used that the actual framework of what we're building could be used for that as well so i think there's yeah there's many different directions you can go within what we're doing now or you know shifting slightly to the right or left as well mm -hmm. which which makes it very exciting and, and I mean, have you thought about all this, of course, with scalability as you really, as your business grows and grows, obviously you have to consider 
how many because it's personalized and you're making essentially one-off products uh the scalability of the business side of it yeah i mean we wanted right from the start and i think our our, our first investors sort of drilled this into us yeah well, we might have started off that this is as this was a bit of an art art project but quite quickly um, the scalability became very important. So we have built it from the ground upwards with the ability to put in different languages, yeah, and to put in different chapters very easily, yeah, and get the platform, yeah, to create different things, yeah, in a, in a simple and quick way so we can get to the market quickly with different, different products and different ideas. So I think, yes, we, we, you, know, we, you know, suddenly, you know, we, last year, um, we had there was a we ended up as uh, on a on a television program around Christmas as as a, a great personalised gift, um, and you know we suddenly went from ten eleven people on the site to seven hundred people on the site within mm-hmm. seconds, and mm-hmm. yeah that that kind of thing yeah causes you to think about the scalability and we you know yeah our, our our site did collapse at one stage then. And we had to then basically go, right, what are we going to do? We need to change our servers. And, you know, I think the key is to, as we weren't in that stage, is to be one step ahead. Yeah, because especially with the kind of marketing that we do, uh, it suddenly can take off. Uh, and that's the excitement. Uh, but also it means, you, you, you know, you need your servers, you need your platform to be able to cope with it. And... Uh, I think all startups know you. You know you only have a certain amount of resources, and you have to. Um, oh, it's just about to start raining. That's the thunder in the background. You only have a certain <laughs> amount of resources, and you know you have to juggle them in the right way. And uh, I think you know we learned now since that point um, to make sure that that you know our, our servers and everything was scaling in the right way and the way we're building these books, because it's a very complex thing that actually happens within the platform itself. Um, but again, that, a lot of that is then down to your, you know, your tech team and who you've got on board. And we've very, been very fortunate to have some pretty smart people on board from the start. So even though you're making little, little mistakes, you know, it was never down for very long, that server. It was back up again pretty quickly afterwards. Uh, and since then, we're, you know, you've, we've approached things in a slightly different way. So... Obviously, it's a, it's a, I think it's the key to any business is, is when that scaling point happens to make sure you've, you're do, you've done it and you, you've built it into the foundations of the product. Have an idea to create an awesome podcast? Don't go it alone. Do what Molly and I did and learn from the best. For over 200 videos and tons of great audio and coaching, go to creativeentrepreneur.buzz paradise and join an amazing community of podcasters. Well, Johnny, I commend you all because it's uh, it's wonderful uh, to have those kinds of problems, right? <laughs> it's a good yes. problem to have because you yeah, know yeah. that you're growing and you're having some breakthroughs for the company. Um, yeah. Tony and I were talking prior to coming on with us um, about your location, and you yeah. know we talk a lot about the mindset of entrepreneurship on the show. Yeah. And one of the things that we thought was so great was that, you know, we're dialing, you're dialing us and we're dialing you and you're ca- calling us from Barcelona. We're here That's in Washington, right. D.C. You have two other business partners. You guys get to travel and you basically get to do work anywhere in the world. And I want to talk um, a little bit about that for yeah. our listeners because 
we want our entrepreneurs um, to really expand this concept of work and yes. passion and that all things are possible. It's not the traditional yes. way of thinking about entrepreneurship yes. and work. Can you expand on some of the um, sure. some of the things that you've learned about things that you might have thought were not possible and are possible now that you're excited about? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we, yeah, we're based in Barcelona, um, and we we love living here. Yeah, we have families here, even though we're all from England. And our first launch market was going to be the UK. So there was a lot of pressure. Yeah, and certainly the advisors and people were going, well, she should be in the UK, really. Uh, it's your first market. And, you know, we did really consider, you know, uprooting all our lives and basically heading back to the UK. And... Now I'm quite glad that we didn't because we've, we've done it from here and you don't need to, uh, you, we didn't need to do that. Um, yes, we needed to be in the UK a lot, but not all the time. What was more important was that we, we were in a place uh, that was highly creative because that's basically key to our, to our business. Yeah, and Barcelona is that and you have a lot of different types of creatives all working in this place. Uh, and it was cheaper. Uh, certainly than London, and it's certainly cheaper to live than London. And we also, there were some good tech people here, and we could gather the team here. That was, that was the, most important, the most important thing. And certainly, I speak from um, our, our point, which was, you know, we're, we, we've got young families, and I can live next to my office, and I think uh, next to my son's school. And when you're with a startup and you're putting so many hours in, yeah, and you don't want to disrupt your family life too much, that was a really important thing that I could whiz home or I could whiz to the school and take an hour out. Even though I'd be working all hours, I could still spend time with the family. And I know that that would be difficult if you're in central London, yeah, because there'll always be a commuting time there. Uh, and, you know, it takes longer to get around. And I think... From those perspectives, a, a personal perspective of being close to your family, I think it's very important during the, a period of time where you're going to be spending a lot of time uh, invested in your business. Uh, so you, I think that's important. And then be somewhere where what's the most important bit of your business, most important bit of our business was, was creative and design. And Barcelona was great for that. Uh, and London, in, in a way, was. And the UK was our first market. And now we're going to the States. So it was good to set up that, you know, how do you market from Barcelona to London or market from here to the United States? And we got a certain amount of experience doing that um, by, you know, locating centrally here in Barcelona. I'm sure that, you know, around the corner where, you know, <laughs> you know with the, if it takes off in the States that someone's going to have to go over there for a period of time, then again, that's fine. Um, but... Uh, make your own minds up would be my advice. Take the advice on board, have a really good think about it and think what's most important to, you, yeah, to, to your core bit of your business uh, and then base your decisions on that. Very cool. Molly, what do you have left to uh, pick the brain of this gentleman here? No, I think it's wonderful. I think we're coming to the, the close of it. And I just wanted to also, again, just say thank you for giving us the opportunity to interview you because it is quite inspiring. I mean, you're doing something highly creative and there's success. 
And this yeah. is one of the key things that we want to inspire in our listeners is that whatever gifts and talents and the experience, I mean, you talked about 20 years experience yeah. in the creative space with tons of corporations, you know, doing global work. But when it becomes your own and you use the fire within your belly to start something of your own, of course, it's scary, but it's yours. And there can be success. And, you know, we are just excited to interview folks like you and your partners because the possibilities are endless and it is possible. And the fact of the matter is the world is changing so rapidly with technology and the connection of people that not losing sight of the personal empathy piece, the compassion, the humanity piece actually is going to bring, I think, more success to businesses than ever. And I think that's you're a great example of that. So thanks so much for sharing your insights and doing the emotional work that you're doing running your business. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Well, can you let us know um, how, again, to reach you, to learn more about all the different products and services and your project? Just list them all because, you know, I'm sure people are going to take notes and find you. Yes, I mean, the book of everyone, the book of everyone.com. Yeah, that's our main website. Uh, you'll also find us on Twitter at uh, hashtag book of everyone and on Facebook, Pinterest. Um, and yeah, look us up, drop us a line, um, drop us any questions. If you're an aspiring artist or designer out there, you know, we'd love to see your work and collaborate with you. Um, and yeah, as I say, we're, we're just launching in, in the US and it'd be great to talk to some other entrepreneurs out there as well. See what you're all going through. There you go. Well, thank you so much, John. We really appreciate your time and your awesome insight in that creative process. Molly, you have any last-minute notes? I don't. Just sending all the best to your business partners, to your families. Um, we'll be following your project on Three Pregnant Dads. That's why I know that it's, it's, it's been something that you created out of this um, conversation at a bar, but I think it's become so much more. Yeah, it has yeah. indeed. <laughs> and ra- wrapping it up for anybody who, ha- who hasn't been on the site yet, you've got to check out the babies with mustaches and beards. Yeah. It's just too, too <laughs> That's cracking me up. Jai, thanks so much for being on the show. A, we really appreciate it. Yeah, if you haven't got a, thanks very much. If you haven't got a present for, for mum for Mother's Day, check out the book of mum. It's, it's, it's a new one in the shop. Very cool. Thanks, everybody, for listening to All Creative right. Entrepreneur Buzz. We really appreciate your time, Johnny, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, okay. everyone. Talk Here's to you a- next time. Bye. CE Buzz helps creatives sharpen their entrepreneurial mindset so their businesses can launch, grow, and collaborate. 